So now that Dune is crossing the finish line into the United States, we have to ask ourselves, how did it do? That plus the new season of Doctor Who on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 127 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. Fresh off the stage. Yes. <laughs> two-week performance of The Weird Sisters. Mm -hmm. At wonderful show. I got to see it twice. Yes. But we are back and ready to talk about some things that have been happening over the last uh, couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I do want to start out with Dune. Mm-hmm. Because it has finally made it to theaters in the United States. I have not seen it yet because I've decided I don't want to watch it at home. I want mm -hmm. to go to the theater, and I haven't had time to do that yet. Mm -hmm. You've seen it in the theaters. I have seen it, yes. And I know you've read the books. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Okay, well, I do have this very Pollyanna look about things that I love, and I love almost everything I see. And of all the adaptations that I've seen of this, this is the one that has touched me the most. I loved it. It was beautiful to watch. This is a great adaptation, and you can tell the people working on it really loved what they were doing. And I would absolutely say, go see it. I did hear some people say, oh, that's two hours of my life. I'll never get back. And I can't relate to that because <laughs> I, I did enjoy it, and I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, well, even if you have... Five hours to tell a story, which in a movie, well, I have not sat mm -hmm. through a, a four-hour movie. Into, well, the last time I did was the Snyder oh. version of Justice, Justice League, League uh -huh. which was a four-hour movie. Mm -hmm. and it's not, obviously not something you can really get away with otherwise. But even if you have a long time to tell a story, unless you're doing like a television series or whatever, and you have that kind of time, I mean, with the book, and they're only really doing half the book. I mean, there's mm -hmm. obviously going to be things that they want to focus on, and there'll be other things they just don't have time to. And if something that you really liked in the book, or if you liked in the Lynch film that got a bit of a short shrift, I can understand why that might be a problem for you. You might not like that. But I talked to our friend Kevin, mm -hmm. and he got a chance to see it, and he loved it. And, of course, he's a huge fan of, of the Lynch film. Of yeah. the Lynch film. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of things that he wished they would have spent more time on, but there mm -hmm. were things in there that they were able to spend more time on that he really liked. So mm -hmm. anytime that you see a movie based on a beloved property or IP, you can't do everything, obviously. Right. So mm -hmm. there's going to be stuff missing, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. But... Like I said, I haven't seen it yet because I didn't want to watch it on TV at home. I, I right. wanted a chance to see it. And I'm still... Big screen. And, mm -hmm. I'm still debating whether or not I want to drive three hours away to see it on IMAX. I, haven't, mm -hmm. I have not decided that yet. Okay. But I'm still considering it. We'll see what I decide <laughs> to do. But the big question is, how did it do in the box office? Because that was the one thing, of course, that I've been worried about. A lot of us have been worried about. Would it make enough to get it over the finish line so that they would make a sequel? And it was announced on Twitter that Legendary Films is saying, yes, there's going to green be a sequel. Green light. Mm -hmm. it, it did get the green light. Because they saw the U.S. box office and it was enough to make them say, yes, let's green light it. Now, 
as we've talked about before, have they already greenlit it? It wouldn't have cost them as much to make the second one. They're going to have to start over from scratch to get everything back. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're going to have to make sure that everybody who's going to be in the second movie, that their schedules are clear, where if they had just shot it all the way through, you wouldn't have had to worry about it. Right. Especially with Timothy Chalamet. His mm -hmm. dance card's going to be yep. pretty full. <laughs> Suddenly, overnight, boom, yeah. star. And figuring all that out is going to be tricky. But it did happen to make $40.1 million over the uh, three-day weekend, which exceeded expectations. And so mm -hmm. everybody was happy. Yes. You know, I kind of laugh at that a little bit because... I remember before COVID. <laughs> and before COVID, a $40 million opening for a movie like that would have been a bomb. Yeah. It would have been the kiss of death. This is a movie that pre-COVID should have made like $100 million mm -hmm. or even more, $110 million, $120 million. It could have been that kind of a movie, but we don't live in that world anymore, mm -hmm. at least not for now. So $40 million was more than enough to justify the sequel which is which is nice as i said before i wish they would have just went ahead and had greenlit from the beginning right they must have a lot of stuff locked down because they've already announced a date in 2023 when it's coming out so okay they, it's a lot quicker than i was expecting <laughs> yeah i mean still two years away it was really weird what this movie had to go through to succeed it had been pushed forward in the schedule because of covid and everything else and covid is still messing with us when it comes to movies but it managed to survive and thrive as well as any movie could be expected to do in the weird times that we're living in. But again, issues with COVID and COVID is still messing with our theaters and our movies because just recently Marvel announced that they're going to be pushing forward their entire docket of movies starting in 2022. Hmm. They've mm -hmm. changed dates for pretty much everything up to that point. So The Eternals is still coming out November 5th of this year, and Spider-Man No Way Home is still coming out December the 17th. After that, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has been pushed forward to May 6th of 2022. Hmm. So we've got a few months that we're going to have to wait for a Marvel movie. And then after that, Thor Love and Thunder have been pushed forward to July 8th. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has been pushed forward to November 11th. So those are the three movies that we're looking at for next year. And then The Marvels has been pushed forward to February 17th of 2023. Then July 28th of 2023 is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And then May 5th, we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm -hmm. And that's all that we know right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of the TV shows of next year, they're basically to be announced, so we don't really have any kind of release dates for all of that. And I'm sure they may shift things around a little bit to cover for the few months that we're going to not have a movie. But how they're going to do that, they haven't announced any of that yet, so there's no telling. But what we also got over the last couple of weeks that was a surprise, because they hadn't announced it at all, was... We finally got a date for the new season of Doctor Who. Yes. Mm -hmm. Halloween. So <laughs> just this Sunday. And I know that they did it on purpose because apparently the first episode of the season is going to involve Halloween. There's yes. going to be some Halloween references. Yay. Uh, and we also got the name of the season. It's going to be called Doctor Who Flux. Again, trying to avoid a whole bunch of spoilers, but there have been some rumors here and there. And there has been talk that over this season, we're going to see something like a multiverse. Mm, okay. That we may be dealing with different realities. 
And we have touched on that before in Doctor Who very briefly. There was in David Tennant's era where they crossed Mm -hmm. the barrier into a a different reality where Mickey was Ricky. Yep, and there were blimps instead of cars. And uh, And where they found a new version of the Cybermen. Mm -hmm. And this was the world where eventually Rose would be trapped. Right. And the Doctor wouldn't be able to see her anymore because Mm -hmm. it was easier to cross over those lines when the Time Lords existed. But once the Time Lords went away, those barriers closed and spoilers for the last season of <laughs> Doctor Who, but the Time Lords mm-hmm. are gone again. Mm-hmm. And so this has been something that they've touched on in Doctor Who mm-hmm. briefly, but apparently they're going to expand yeah. all of this. Well, I was thinking about the Jodie Whittaker episode with the blind girl out in the woods, and they went to that other universe, and the lonely universe that wanted people. What I find really interesting about this is that it seems like everybody's jumping on the multiverse bandwagon <laughs> at this point. Yep. Because obviously Marvel is developing their multiverse, and we're going to be seeing a lot of that in Spider-Man and, of course, the Multiverse of Madness. And DC, they had their fandom a week ago, and we got to see a bunch of clips of things, but we also got to see a little bit of the new Flash movie. Which I didn't see that. Yeah, wow. well, it's going to be based off of Flashpoint, mm-hmm. and so that's why we get Michael Keaton's Batman in this new movie. Aww. So we're going to get that crossover. And of course, on television, the CW they did a big Flashpoint. Yeah, type I, re- of I remember thing. that with like uh, yeah Brandon Roth and all kinds of you know. Yeah. And you, there was one scene where you where the TV Flash met the movie Flash. <laughs> and they were face-to-face. But there are going to be multiple versions of The Flash, and Ezra Miller, in the little teaser trailer that we got, you see him playing two different versions of The Flash standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting that aspect. I don't know how far they're going to go into Flashpoint. I would be really interested seeing a version of Flashpoint involving characters out of the Snyderverse, specifically Batman and the Joker. From Flashpoint, because in the Flashpoint story, the whole aspect of Flashpoint was the Flash decided to go back in time and save his mother from being killed, Mm. Mm -hmm. which butterfly affected. Yes. It Mm -hmm. affected a bunch of stuff. One of the things that it affected was in this new Flashpoint reality, it wasn't Bruce Wayne's parents that were killed. Mm -hmm. Thomas and Martha Wayne survived, but Bruce Wayne was shot and killed. Okay. And so in the Flashpoint version of the world, Thomas Wayne became Batman. Okay. And also Martha Wayne, losing her son, went insane and became the Joker. Okay. So we're we're not going to get Jared Leto and uh, Ben Affleck. Well, we wouldn't get that Uh if we had Flashpoint, but out of that world. And, of course, you didn't get to see him very much, but in Batman v Superman, you did get to see Martha and Thomas Wayne shot and killed. And if they come back, Mm -hmm. then we would wind up getting (laughs) Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman and Lauren Cohen as the Joker. Oh, that is great. So Negan and Maggie fighting it out as Batman and Joker in (laughs) That's great. I, oh, would, I would pay real money that to see that. would be wonderful. What petition do we need to sign to send? <laughs> I would love to see that mm-hmm. happen. I would pay real money to see that mm-hmm. happen, but there's no telling exactly how close they're going to stick with the Flashpoint 
Mm. I, I'm, they're definitely bringing in elements of it, but I don't think that it's going to be a direct translation from the from the comics. But definitely interested on in seeing it. But mm-hmm. going back to what we're talking about, we've got Marvel that's doing a multiverse. We got DC that's dipping their toe into a multiverse. Now we've got Doctor Who mm-hmm. going well, in I a mean, multiverse. I mean, even Donna had several multiverses mm-hmm. herself. So uh, yeah, that's not yeah. too new for Who. Yeah. The irony of all of this is that with everybody dipping into the multiverse, you have Rick and Morty, where their whole premise is the Rickverse, the multiverse of all the multiple Ricks and the Council of Ricks and all of that. And the season finale for the show was them destroying the multiverse. So there's no more multiverse. I think they had. So where an are idea. they going to go? What are they going to do? Well, that's a good question. Uh-huh. But they completely destroyed the ties between the multiverse. So. Well, I, I think part of it had to do with, I know that a screenwriter for Rick and Morty is involved in Quantumania, hmm, so, okay. which makes perfect sense because obviously they understand multiverse stuff. So they must have been tipped off that everybody's going to be jumping on the multiverse bandwagon. They're like, well, we don't, oh. it's like we've been doing this for a whole bunch of years now, but everyone else is doing it. So mm-hmm. let's get out of that, at least do something else for a little while. Sometimes the world will do that. Something that you've been working on for a long time, and then for some reason, synergy happens, and other people decide to dip into that, and you decide, well, everyone else is going to be doing it. Why should I do it? Mm-hmm. Same thing with, say, you wrote a novel about a town that gets caught up under a big invisible dome. Right, yeah. And the moment you publish that book, suddenly The Simpsons comes out with a movie <laughs> where the where Springfield is under a dome, <laughs> which that exactly happened to Stephen, Stephen King, King, and yes. he just was not. <laughs> Are you, know. you kidding? This was a book he started right at the beginning yeah. of his career. It had been decades in the making, mm-hmm. and now he releases it, and suddenly The <laughs> Simpsons puts out a movie. It's like, what am I... Well, didn't the graphic novel Mouse, didn't they rush to get it published right when they found out the American tale <laughs> was coming out? <laughs> well, that may be the case. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if that's true or not. It mm-hmm. sounds like that that might be the case, mm-hmm. although... Those are not two properties you're necessarily going to mistake one for the nope, other. They only have one thing in common, which is uh, Jews are mice and cats are Nazis. That's all they have in common. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but like uh, there were rumors going around. You oh, know, yeah. Like, so we can't. That, that's a, definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are going to get some Doctor Who this weekend. And we'll go back to what the who. So we'll definitely have something to talk about. Mm -hmm. Again, we're getting prepped to a bunch of stuff. Trailers have been coming out like crazy over the last few weeks. We're getting into the Christmas season, and there's certain things that are getting ready to pop up. Obviously, in November, we've got movies that will be coming out, and we've got TV shows that are going to be coming out. And we finally saw a trailer for part two of Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe, oh, which okay. if people were complaining about the lack of He-Man in the first half, uh-huh. you should be more than happy because it, <laughs> it was all Prince Adam. So Okay. There you go, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you got what you wanted. You, you got what you wanted, and you were going to get what you wanted mm-hmm. in, the, in the first place. It's just everybody mm-hmm. just... So now you have to find something new to complain about. Which I don't think will be a problem for most <laughs> <laughs> most people. I, I think that that'll be easy to find something to complain about. I'm hoping it's not Eternals, but that might be. So mm-hmm. I'm still going to go see Eternals, but mm-hmm. we've talked about issues with that before. But the thing about it is we've already started to see review bombing. And I knew that was going to happen. It does seem to be very polarizing. I've heard some people who've already seen it that said this is the most ambitious and amazing movie Marvel has ever done. Oh, wow. Okay. I've seen other people saying that this is 
time in, out of my mm-hmm. life that I'll never get back. <laughs> yeah. And like I've said before, when a movie is polarizing, that doesn't bother me. It's when everybody is going meh. Uh huh. That a- that I'm worried. Yep. But also, like I've said before, God's doing God stuff has never really been an interesting story for me. That's like meh. <laughs> yeah. And the trailers really haven't done a lot to tell what kind of story we have coming. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're all going to be going into it rather blind, but I'm definitely going in, and we'll definitely talk about it when uh, we see it. So, yep. yeah, everybody's prepping for everything that's starting to come out. And this surprised me because I had no idea this was even coming out. There was a trailer for Lightyear. Right? Yeah. I didn't know that was coming out either. That was very surprising. It's the real story. Not the, you know, yeah. not the toy story, but the real story from which mm-hmm. the toy was based off of. Yes. So no Tim Allen voicing nope. uh, Buzz Lightyear. This is the real story. So they brought in Chris Evans. Yeah. Captain America's, you know, going to infinity and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, so. and it it looks it looks really gritty, you know, like in the Toy Story universe, everyone's so shiny and plastic because they're toys. Because well, they're now, shiny and plastic. Because they're shiny and plastic, and now we're going to the same universe that we've had with uh, the other Pixar movies, and it looks really human, and everything looks really gritty, and the rocket ship it's real there's mechanical buttons it really has a blast off and yeah it looks like a good story <laughs> yeah it does i'm going to be interested to see this and to see what they do with it and it is going to be different it's obviously spin off a toy story but it's obviously not going to be the same kind of story being told mm-hmm. but you can tell that there are nods to a lot of uh, toy story stuff in there yeah well like they did have the series buzz lightyear of star command And that seemed more like what the toy probably came from this TV show. And Walburton, Patrick Walburton, uh, voiced him then. And, uh, you know, it was more cartoony. This is like real life. Yeah, I want to see it. I'm interested to see it myself. I I don't know if I would go as far as to say that it's like a gritty reboot or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just obvious that it's more reality-based. Because like you said, in Toy Story, everything's shiny and plastic because everything is shiny and plastic. Right. And this is not that type of a setup. But it doesn't have the creepy... Uncanny valleyness of like Polar Express. Yeah. They look human, but they're not creepy too human. <laughs> well, we have gotten to a point now where things have advanced to such a degree. Back in the days of Polar Express, you know, mm-hmm. this was a new technology. But yeah, it's like you said, it's not Uncanny Valley at all. It's mm-hmm. all the time that has been spent to develop this technology. Now we do get something that looks more human. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see where they take the story and how they tell it. I would say that having Chris Evans as the voice of Buzz, I think that's a good fit. Mm -hmm. I think he'll really be able to have that explored character, but also make him human and not saying Tim Allen couldn't have done mm-hmm. that. and But that wasn't the character he had. Zealous star commander who was positive and, and right because he was programmed to be that way. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely have that to look forward to. And like I said, we're getting into the season of pouring out content. You know, we're getting a couple of Marvel movies by the end of the year. We've got Hawkeye coming out. We've got Doctor Who starting on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So things are starting to gear up and... A lot of stuff to look forward to. You have a lot of stuff to look forward to. Just, you know, hopefully COVID's on the way out and uh, we can finally uh, start enjoying our content again and getting more of it. So, And with that said, we come to the end of episode 127. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. 
From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.